Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Overly Medicated, a euphoric podcast dedicated to HBO's Euphoria. Try saying that five times fast. I am Justin here with Mark. Mark, we are in a very special, this is a very special episode. I feel very enlightened and, and I feel very great that we got to watch this episode in person this week. We are in the sunny state of California. Yes. I'm very, very thankful. Very, very happy to be able to experience euphoria in the state that it has been created in. But um, it, because of that, I feel like it's hit a lot different this week. Yeah, it's, it's a little different, especially with this episode. This is by far the wildest episode of euphoria you know, that we watched. It's probably my favorite one. We're going to get to everything that happened in this episode. But first, before we get there, obviously, Mark is here. We do have a special guest all around us in the house today. We have Cyrus H. Visibility here from RNC as well. Yeah, man, I'm here for uh, the RNC cookout. Yeah, we're, we're a very we're, quality cookout. Very yeah. quality cookout. We're 24 hours removed from the RNC cookout, and uh, I mean, it was it was great. We well, gotta do that again. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. We also have old newsboy from the lookout and RSBN fame. We, yeah. we got Jeff here. What's, What's up, up, Jeff? Buddy? Jeff over here with the Nintendo Switch. Just out here on his Switch, going in, here going in hard. <laughs> and we have we have Cliff Skywalker. He's over on the couch over there chilling. This this full clip said, "Is it okay if I walk around?" I was like, "Okay, sure. <laughs> this is a live episode clip." Bro, first off, I didn't see irritated Justin. I'm trying to avoid it <laughs> at all costs, so I'm trying to be cautious. I'm not gonna be irritated. You know, this is this is their last night here. It's, it's a bittersweet <laughs> recording for this episode, but uh, luckily, myself, Mark, uh, Cyrus, and Jeff all watched the episode today. So Jeff will be chiming in uh, throughout the episode uh, if he wants to. Uh, Cyrus will be. <laughs> chiming in as well uh as well as me and mark but before we start the episode last week we had episode three which i felt was a little a little filler yeah and i think after seeing this episode i think it's pretty we can we can kind of admit that it was now compared to everything that they tried to do with the different storylines that they made in episode four episode three ends up Doing something that's pretty well to the story. We do get the backdrop on Kat and everything that has changed her into the woman that she is today. But the storylines that they tried to create in season three are literally doused in fire yeah. in, in, in episode four. And they do very well in making you completely anxious and what's about to happen next throughout each character and each storyline that they portray. So. Yeah, it was a hell of a watch. And I, I know a couple of people have seen the had seen the first four. Um, a lot of critics have seen the first four. Yeah. I had been told uh, two weeks ago when we started this podcast, he was like, wait till you get to episode four. That's when they kind of blow the roof off of everything. Mm-hmm. And then they, it kind of pushes it for the last three episodes mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, and they and that person was right. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> the craziest episode that has been so far. And I think my issue with the show so far has been like, you know, it's been very minute baby steps where it's like introducing these characters. I yeah. felt as though the 
the actual flashback here. Like as much as I love Cat as a character, we love Cat. Like her flashback <laughs> didn't really mean as much as this episode's flashback did. Yeah. And really, yeah. Shit, next episode one is going to be kind of crazy too. But uh, before we get to episode five, episode yeah. four. Uh, Shook One's Part 2, I think, lives up to the fucking name here. <laughs> Definitely lives up to the name. Uh, we were very big fans of the rap titles that were uh, used so far. This one, a very, very good one in <laughs> the amount of times that people were scared in this episode as well as <laughs> us ourselves. I think I literally watched the last five minutes jaw dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very aptly titled name. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, just uh, everything that's going on in the carnival. You thinking who's going to meet who, and mm-hmm. just like how like things are like coming together. Yeah. It, it was very like nerve wracking. And the one thing that we didn't see is Rue uh, talking to Fez again. Yeah, we didn't see yeah. them talk. That that's one point that I want to bring up. Not a Rue heavy episode either. Yeah, like Rue uh, for the first time since the show has been airing kind of sitting on the perfect, you know, like on a perch here and yeah. not a lot of things happen. There is an important part that does happen with their storyline, but even as we were watching, I was like, there's too much intersecting for me. It's hard. Yeah. For me to, yeah. It was so hard for me yeah. to write yeah. notes. Just on this episode. Bullet ricocheting everywhere. Yeah, like everyone's getting hit. The camera's everywhere. It's on everybody. Everyone's talking on this episode, but uh, let's start off really with Jules. I mean, uh, she will, of course, again, these are a lot of storylines that are intertwining. We'll talk about Jules in the beginning. We'll talk about Jules in the end, but we finally get the backstory for Jules, um, very heartbreaking first 10 minutes of the show, just kind of t- t- walking you through her uh, early life uh, before she transitioned. We find out finally when she transitioned or at what mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. but finally what was going on with her family life. She is basically taken to a uh, to a psychiatric ward, essentially, uh, for children, and she's left there by her mother in a really heartbreaking scene that kind of puts in perspective the type of people that she's dealt with since she was a mm-hmm. child. Exactly. We... We had a vision of what this type of story would be last week. Once we got the preview of the Jules episode, we are like, okay, episode four is going to be a heavy Jules episode. Mm-hmm. It ends up not going that way, which ends up benefiting the episode in mm-hmm. general. But um, because of that, we realize that the idea that we had as far as Jules and her mother ends up being somewhat rocky. Now, the reason that it ends up being rocky is because... Jules ends up going to the psychiatric ward and they pretty much present it in an area where it's almost like a camp Mm -hmm. and they discuss the tour (laughs) and going through all of these different things that happen in the ward. But what Jules sees is depressed kids, down kids, kids that are literally. I mean, troubled. Exactly. (laughs) They're troubled. Defying authority, dig in hand. Yeah. (laughs) So another dick every episode of Euphoria so far has had a dick. We're going to give you a fair warning. Another dick. It's like half half a millisecond this time. But thank God. Thank God (laughs) is that much. But what Jewel sees is just anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. They introduce her to the, the what they refer to as the quiet room. Which is solitary. <laughs> yeah, it's damn near solitary yeah. confinement. And when she sees this, she looks back at her mom and says, I want to go home. And and her mom is literally looking through the window, just flushed with emotion, knowing that she's about to give up her child. Now, that incites a rage out of Jules, and, and, and that leads to her growing into her teens. And, of course, eventually leading into her transitioning and being the, the woman that she is today. Uh, I think the biggest thing for this section of the story was how Jules uh, coped with her depression and her anxiety. Yeah. Uh, you see now that Jules also has a panic disorder. She has anxiety. I, and I feel as though in a lot of ways, like the way that they presented this was a lot more 
relatable than how they did it with Rue with Ru in a yeah. lot of ways. Like, I think that I relate to that a lot more than I related to Ruse, and mm-hmm. I, I think that was all in positioning and the way that they framed it yep. uh, within this episode, but uh, there is one particular part. Like, she says, she says she scratches an RA's face, and they give her these yeah, mittens. <laughs> give her these <laughs> mittens for, like, I, I, God knows like, how long. Humiliating. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, she, she gets chummy with one of the uh, COs, so to speak, there. He gives her a ginger ale can um, and then it, you kind of get flashes of oh fuck I think we all said oh yeah. fuck but how's she gonna do it yeah um, she she cuts her wrists uh, from there very tough scene to watch but you get more of a perspective as to why she cut herself at the party in episode yes. one and again all of these callbacks happen on this episode and I think they're they're done masterfully mm. uh, but we pretty much catch up from there uh, you know essentially she she meets Rue and then the the whole pretty much the episode starts at the carnival <laughs> and it is there for yeah. the whole one hour. Of, of the whole episode that, uh, the I, first part was very sad very especially, sad especially where she's like looking at her mother and the door just closes mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just like oh this is this is like a medical door like this mm-hmm. is like a door you're not like easily just turning back from it was it was a very uh, sad scene and they're like painting the picture and then instantly ruined with dick <laughs> yeah, exactly but thankfully uh, a new door opens and it becomes the carnival so this entire episode is dedicated to everything and anything that happens at your usual state fair carnival if you've ever been to one uh, but- just just a small <laughs> la point here this looks to be the orange county carnival which again is very weird because later on in the episode, they're at Pans in Inglewood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where, where are these motherfuckers? Okay, it's, it's, just weird, it's just weird. I'm sorry. It's just weird. Go ahead. It's disappearing all over the state. <laughs> but the, in, um, the introducers to the carnival end up being Ashtray and Fez. Yes. Who are uh, they selling it? They selling it out the back of the truck here. Mm-hmm. The pretzel truck, so to speak. <laughs> very uh, integral part. But Cyrus made a good point before we went on air about uh, really the relationship between Fez and Rue has not been resolved yet. Yeah, and he's, like, selling drugs at the carnival. Yeah. And it's just, like, but last episode, at the ending, at the very emotional scene, like, you're not selling it to Rue. Yeah. So, like, you know, it really shows how much he cares about Rue, but, like, it kind of in a fucked up way. is just, like, I'm not serving drugs to you because this shit kills other people. Yeah. Like, you know, like, screw these other people. I'm, I'll sell it to them, no problem. I don't really care about their well-being. But, like, for you, like, I'm trying to help you. Yeah, exactly. And it, and, it's so weird. And essentially, I mean, to, to be honest, Rue's clean this episode. She's yes. not doing any drugs, and it, you, you catch her right back up to after she made the call to Ali, and they get pancakes. Thank you. Episode two, we might have had a little bit of a scare trying to paint pancakes as heroin. Thankfully, we were wrong. I in pancakes being a heroin. We I looked it up I, last episode. We, we said pancakes were were uh, pills and yeah, syrup. yeah, exactly. Like, pills and syrup. Oh, yeah, I just know it is dog food. So I'm just, hey, exactly, exactly. I thought it was just gonna be we, pancakes. We, we were a little bit worried about Rue's safety, but thankfully. Um, at the beginning of this episode, Ali appears to be as concerned and as helpful as he was yeah. when he had called Rue out on a bullshit last week. And they meet up and the conversation becomes very honest due mm-hmm. to the fact that Rue is – she seems like she trusts Ali, but she's still very – very cautious in telling specific stories in her head. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She, You see her flash back to everything that had happened last week and everything that was so traumatic into why she wants the drugs in the first place. With a slam. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and Ali ends up calling it out completely. You wouldn't call me 
because usually in this type of area, those who are addicts only call for help when they're at their lowest point or Mm -hmm. they have a specific Mm -hmm. purpose in the phone call in general. So she goes into detail about how bad she felt uh, going into Jules's room, apologizing, uh, the completely awkward kiss. And she (laughs) is at the diner with Ali stating that she's not 100 percent positive if this has now affected the relationship between herself and Jules, just from a friendship perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like she, at this point in the episode, she's thrown everything romantically that she had, everything romantic that she had felt out the window. And now just from a friendship perspective, she is scared of losing Jules. And uh, Ali brings it up. And I, and I brought this up last episode that, that Jules is Rue's coping mechanism. Essentially. She is her drug. He asked mm-hmm. her how she felt the first time she ever took drugs and she has no answer, or at least the, the, yeah. the show shoots away from that answer. She is 100% using Jules as her, uh, basically her muse, and, and mm-hmm. essentially to take her away from the drugs. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, you're not on drugs because you hang out with Jules. Mm-hmm. Like, that might be a good thing. But it's just like, he, he, like, questions her, like, is that a good thing that you're using her as a mechanism? Absolutely. And it was just like, we don't get that answer. That's, <laughs> yeah, we don't get like, that answer. We think it's healthy, but it's just like, no, this can, like, also be, like, super bad. Yes. And, uh, huh, huh, <laughs> it might be. Uh, what we're going to do, this is the main thread of the, of, of, the, of the episode, but what we usually do in Overly Medicated, we try to touch on every single thread in the episode. This episode is going to be kind of tough. It's going to be the hardest <laughs> but job to do that. Let's go ahead. Terrifying. Let's go ahead and talk about a character that really didn't have many connectors uh this episode and that's cat yeah uh cat is i, I want to say she won the green award for this episode i don't know if mark needs to hand it to her oh, oh, no, no, no 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 i won't try cat like that my Hell dog cat no. my dog cat held it down for the most part of the country she might be top five might be top five green top three top three, <laughs> top, three. top three greenest all right let's let's let's, let's try and discuss let's try to discuss our top five views i'll have her in top five greenest well, well let's break it down to the end of the episode after we talk about everybody okay, who did okay, something okay. green all right I, I have cat firmly in my top three like cyrus though. top three okay we okay. all know who's one so like you're yes, not listening yes. to that. So one, one, like, one is. I wonder who's worse than blah blah blah. Exactly, exactly. One is 100 solidified. Um, so Kat, after the last episode, she's she's a you know officially taken into her new persona as this very body positive, mm-hmm. and she uses sex as power, mm-hmm. and we, which is very you know different from what a lot of characters you know in her position would do in these types of shows. Yeah. Um, she's at the carnival having a fun time, and. We, me and Mark were watching episode three, right before before, before four, <laughs> and I said, "You want? You think Ethan's gonna show back up?" And then Ethan shows up in the episode, <laughs> exactly. And she's having a great time. She seems to really like Ethan. Um, and you know, this is a very quick storyline too. I'd say about four minutes is given to her at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode just intertwined with everything else. Um, she essentially hangs out with Ethan. She's about to give Ethan some slushies and, sh- and some shit like that. And he's like, you know, come back here. We're going to get, we'll, we'll get blasted and we'll go and get on the Ferris wheel again. She mm-hmm. goes to get the smoothies. And, you know, there's, again, you remember her story. She was in love with that one kid from high, from uh, junior high or something mm-hmm. like that. She comes back. She sees some talk. She sees Ethan talking to another woman. Everyone's saying, Triggered. oh, <laughs> and the whole room was, oh, no, no, Ethan. Like, no, please. Just Why does nobody have game on this show? <laughs> but it ends up being a, a completely... Um, innocent yeah innocent conversation of um, a person that we did not really get introduced to as of yet uh, but his sister's friend her sister's friend or okay. just like but, somebody she works with yeah we don't even know who Ethan's sister is essentially exactly yeah, yeah. it was mainly harmless conversation between herself and Ethan and when Kat sees word. that she firmly drops the fuck out of those two slushies and walks completely away from Ethan Ethan looks back does not see 
tad at all. I was just like, come on, come on. You, yeah. You're really overreacting. Yeah. Like, come on, son. Just communication is key. Just talk to the motherfucker, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, keep in mind, Kat, Kat's had a little bit of a pretty bad night. First, she was there with Jules. What? First, she, she was there with Jules she chilling. Was a great night. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it might have been Mark a little bit of a... giving Kat way too much. It might have been a little... I gotta give respect to Cass. She's having a little bit of an off night. Okay, she was there with, she was there with Jules. They're having a completely fun time on the Ferris wheel. Okay. Jules <laughs> disappears. And Rue's eyes lock. Oh, yeah, okay. And okay. like that, <laughs> Jules walks the fuck off. They were no. just about to get on the on the on the, the Gravitron. Exactly, the Gravitron. The cat's like, hey, what the what the fuck? You know she was not. She was looking back like, yo. She, she was just like, if if she would have said Yo, Jules, where you going? Then I would have pinned that up as I'm saying. But she seen her going away to the roof. You know what time it is? One, one thing that I loved on the live watch watching with you guys is, is Jeff literally said, Man, she looked too good to like somebody like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. true. He, he think I know swag, bro. Man, just but, like, uh, an innocent boy, bro. She should have known better. She should have known better. This leads Kat to essentially spiral um throughout the night and she meets up with Luke. Uh, for, I, yeah. I, his last name is like Trachus or something like that. Uh, she says, you know, she heard a lot of stories about him. He's obviously someone that's graduated years before yes. her because he works at the carnival. <laughs> and, um, she's, you know, she basically said, you know, I heard you had a big dick and you got it, you got down like that. Like, what's popping? It looks like <laughs> how old are you? She says sixteen. Mark's literally, Mark literally says, "Oh no!" And I looked at Mark and said, <laughs> "You think he's he a fuck about that?" And like, Luke obviously, doesn't there. give a fuck. Didn't state his age. You just know. Yeah, he, he like, just oh, gave a. Yeah, he just yes, gave a really. You know what it is? Long <laughs> stare. Uh, she has sex with him raw. By the way, no condom. Yeah. No condom. I see, I, see, I see a condom, which is not implied. <laughs> wild. Uh, but then he asks her, "Did she come?" And she says, "No, I didn't." And, and, just, and just walks off. And it's that's kind of you know Cat's way of kind of gut punching another dude because yeah, she feels yeah. wrong about men essentially treating her wrong and treating her badly. I really want Kat to get a happy ending here. And I think that oh, I, pray, gosh, I, I pray she gets a happy ending here, but on um, this particular episode of Euphoria, <laughs> she does not get her happy ending, which leads <laughs> us to, you want to talk about McKay and Cassie? <sighs> I actually, I want to slander the fuck out McKay. Can yes. I, can I, can I slander, can I slander, the, fuck, can I slander the fuck out McKay? All, all of this, all of this shit, all of this shit happened off just, just McKay's idiocy. I, I, I try to think back of what you have how to I remember was. though. Before you start, mind you, and they haven't touched on this in, in what three episodes at least, where McKay has seen the videos. Yeah, he's seen what she's done. Mm-hmm. His boys already don't really know that he's still with her, which is clear uh-huh. from this episode. He feels a bit of. Remorse. He feels a bit of embarrassment like, from being with her, and he's like, kept the relationship on the low. Yeah, secret. Yeah. Like I'm like with the neighborhood hoe, like essentially, and it's just like, what the fuck? You just gotta own that shit. Yeah, and because of that, he hasn't been completely vocal about that because, again, the most, the majority of the time that he has been with Cassie is either alone at her house or he took her to the uh, frat party, which was more than likely on the other side of town. So yeah. the 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 publicness of McKay and Cassie has not been that direct mm-hmm. in the high school type of area. In the carnival yeah. now, everybody can see it, but they have kept things pretty private. So now that they are together and very happy, of course, at the beginning of the carnival, they head to the area of Cal, which is Nate's dad, of course. They head to the, the chili cook-off. Wait, the chili uh, cook-off we, don't find, we don't find that out much later, though. It's just like, oh, he just goes, gets the chili, and then we realize that his name is like Cal. 
Exactly. So no, we knew that from from the top. For real? Yeah. Sure. Cal, Cal in general. Yeah, Cal, yeah, yeah, that was Cal's dad. So oh, that was Nate's dad. Sorry. So yeah. when that happens, you see Nate's brother Aaron. Uh, you see Nate himself, of course. And we're gonna talk about Aaron uh, a little bit, a little later <laughs> on Jules' part. <laughs> yeah. So um, Nate and McKay lock up, link up, um, see what's going on. Nate says hi to Cassie. Um, and pretty much asks a question because he did, wasn't 100% positive that this was a thing between McKay and Cassie. And McKay pretty much says, we're just friends. We're just hanging out. And Cassie's face flushes completely. Yeah. Especially after everything that happened in episode three. I love you. Going to the college party. She was trying to change know, for him. Yeah. Like, just really, like, being a ride or die. It's just like, oh, is this your girlfriend? No, mm-hmm. not really. Like, um, I think we all said, "Oh, you blew it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just like completely. You, you did it. You you did the bad thing, and then you're wondering, like, "Oh, why are you mad?" Like, no, you're Probably. an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> essentially, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of things happen there. Just to unpack there, you get more insight into how batshit crazy that whole family is. Yeah. yeah, with Aaron being very much like jaded. And pretty much <laughs> cynical about the whole thing. Nate being like, "Oh, you hanging out with a whole bro?" And Cal literally essentially saying, "Like, you know, like like McKay was like, hey, 'Hey, I'm not starting because you know I'm a freshman. I got I got to take my lumps.'" And Cal's like, "That type of you know attitude is gonna have you not doing anything in life." He's mm-hmm. like, "You know, I this is how we're successful. This is why I've won the chili contest for five years." Mm-hmm. And it's like all of this toxic masculinity in one spot. Yeah. And then five minutes later, gonna get crushed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and McKay tries to hop into it and tries to bring. I'm like, "Well, this is not your lane. Yeah, this <laughs> is not." Your lane. They give him the big uh, pull up your bootstraps and go get him. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's not that big of a deal. Like I'm like, it'll get better eventually. You know, not having like a quitter attitude, but it's just like I'm not gonna like you know really assert myself into this shit like too seriously. Just got the big maga speech and was just like, all right, relax. Exactly. <laughs> so when they back away, now he has to deal with discussing this with Cassie because mm-hmm. now Cassie's like what the fuck you just told you just told me you loved me like a week ago yeah when we were fucking on the sink now all of a sudden <laughs> we're at the cook-off you're not tell, you're not telling anybody like and this leads to this episode's first major revelation that McKay basically says I've seen the videos yeah and, and not in not too many ways like what you've done essentially mm-hmm. asking, in the you know, worst way possible. in the worst way well just addressing it in general I just think it was just like a, well in at the carnival just a bad idea and, and he, he calls it a night and essentially sends her on her way. Yeah. Disappears. Uh, which leads to the second major, there's like five or six story threads here, which to the second major story thread of, of the night, which I, I think essentially is the cipher for a lot of things that happened on this episode, is Cassie and Maddie linking up. Uh, I, we got to talk about Maddie here because I think she, I mean, we're going to need to give her her own, not only an award, but we're gonna have to give her our own story thread next episode. Green of the year, that is right? that is top two. I'll, I'll say Maddie is top two green. Well, well it, might, it might be top two. It might be top green for the series. It might be top yeah. green for the series. Maddie is essentially, if you want to, I mean, we can say it right now. Maddie is the catalyst where a lot of these things are happening. Yeah. in Euphoria this season, especially with Nate. Yeah, especially with Nate. Like she shapes Nate's whole you know character arc in yeah. a lot of ways with him with her being the trophy woman that. He's always wanted, but her also having her own issues and knowing the truth of what Nate is. She shows up, and I think the whole house said that was a that was a wahoo. That was that was 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 an automatic wahoo. As soon as as soon as we see, as soon as we see her, um, the attire that she had, vicious. Yes, yes. God, very, very, very attractive look from Maddie tonight. Uh, But Nate 
sees it and is completely worried. He blows the gasket. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He, gets, he gets furious, tells her that she needs to go home and change due to the fact that, one, my parents already don't like you, which Ooh. he hasn't really gone too far into how his parents feel it, about it's that. Easy, it's easy. To, it would be easy. <clears throat> after, easy yeah, after Kyle's speech, it would be 100% easy to know that they did not like her. Exactly. And because of that, what she's wearing, he did not want to have to discuss any of that with his parents um, when she comes over and supports uh, Cal with his chili cook-off. So he tells her to go home and change. She's completely pissed. She does not go yeah. home and change. She just hangs out, uh, is on 100% bothered by everything that is going on in the situation. <laughs> and because of what had happened with Cassie, she just had to deal with McKay not being uh, comfortable enough to fucking discuss what he has seen and how he actually feels about Cassie now that they've been in this relationship. I mean, essentially, both women are outcasted. Yeah. They're yeah. both Scarlet Letter with the worst thing that you could be in high school, the Witcher, which is the, the label of a slut, looking like a slut, or, or having, you know, not being what is the standard of what yeah. uh, a man of what would they, want. they expect. <laughs> Unless Kat, you're Cat. Yeah, but I mean, like, even Cat falls into that, where, where she feels as though she finally found someone nice with Ethan, and he's like, mm-hmm. he, well, he's just going to go after the regular-looking you know, blonde haired girl. That's not me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is a central thing throughout the series where it's like, you know, we're breaking these boundaries and and these, you know, bad stigmas behind these characters because they're still, they're still people at the end of the day. And Maddie is regardless of how she acts, it's still a person, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they go and cop, um, they go and they go and cut Molly off of the uh, pretzel mania stand. Uh, Pretzel mania. (laughs) Shout out to Fez and, and co. Uh, they, I, I love Maddie's line. She's like, "We don't need carbs." Exactly. And Ashtray might as well just roll his fucking eyes, just serve the pretzels with some, <laughs> sprinkle the damn Molly on it, <laughs> and, and serve them the damn pretzels. But they throw away the pretzels immediately. And <laughs> that shit hurt me, bro. Decide to make the night a little bit better by ta- by taking the Molly. Hell no! They said woo. Two two whole pretzels, Stupid bro. Immediately. I would uh, no. <laughs> so here is where we're gonna deviate a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna let Maddie have her time for a second, and we're yeah. gonna go on to Cassie because Maddie's portion of the story is, is yeah, what yeah, we have to talk yeah. about. Maddie, Maddie, yeah, Maddie, Maddie needs to let the Molly sit for a little. Yeah, bit. Maddie so, needs to let the Molly sit. Uh, they go into the mirror room and they both say we're gonna be the biggest, the baddest bitches that we've ever imagined for the rest of the school year. The they're, worst, worst idea. They're high. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Cassie goes and kisses some rando. Uh, the same way that Maddie does it at the pool party. Of course, McKay is, Lord knows where that punk is. Uh, she gets <laughs> on the carousel and has a, a euphoric. <laughs> Hashtag euphoric. So at the time, um, the guy that Cassie had met is watching with pretty bulged eyes. He's like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if I can handle this for the next but, time. But also, wahoo. Yeah, yeah. It's like Wahoo, Wahoo in his eyes, but my mind's like, oh, I, <laughs> I need to go home. Yeah, yeah. I need, I need a cold shower because Cassie on the Molly on the carousel is I is I think a carousel is like that, like vibrating, like on Molly, on Molly, on Molly, on Every just slight rub is like thirty eight more. If like, you ever had like, the Molly, ridiculous. If you have ever had Molly, like hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Let us know if that's really good. What a carousel! What a carousel make. <laughs> what, what a carousel make for a good night. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. The cleanest way possible. Exactly. Cassie essentially comes out, you know, and, and is is basically finding the experience sexual. Um, she essentially scares the guy <laughs> that she's that she's trying to you know hook up with, and uh, she's just like you know Molly's way too strong for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that is the end of the the uh, Cassie McKay thread for this episode. Um, I, I I mean. 
if well, McKay wasn't such an idiot, I'd want them to have a happy yeah. ending. But I think Cassie just needs to get away from that guy. Also, McKay just like disappears after like he tells her like I've seen what you've done. I go home too. I fumbled, the way I fumbled the bag like that. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably head home too. <laughs> yeah, just uh, like, yeah. My uh, job here is done. But um, it's, 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 it's it's just unfortunate. I feel like the the situation could have been handled a lot better if he so would have better. been upfront with the conversations that he's had. Um, I don't with, think it should have happened at the. It should not have happened at the carnival. Yeah, yeah, at the carnival. Well, it only happened because he was an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could have. He could have told the truth. Big green award. He could have <laughs> told the truth. I, I'd say McKay. McKay's top five. McKay's top five. I say he's top five. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I guess we have to go right into the Rue Jules intersection here. We'll, t- we'll touch on yeah. it here because we have to get the Nate as well. Yeah. But uh, the Rue, as, as Mark mentioned earlier, Rue and Jules do see each other. We have learned that it's been a passage of time since they've actually spoken or seen each other since the kiss, uh, which is not hard to believe that, that yeah. they would have not seen each other after something so awkward. Rue is with Lexi. Can we, can we talk about Lexi here? Sure. Um, <laughs> Lexi is Judd Apatow's daughter. Yep. Uh, yeah, she is. I, I thought she was really, really funny and cute. And this is forty. She's in that movie as well. All grown up. Lexi is. I want to say second build, second or third build on this show. No, she, <laughs> she is. She is, and she barely. I'd say maybe gets. She's been on the show less than ten minutes. I think. I yeah. I would have liked uh, Lexi's story to end up being a little bit different after uh, Rue had her first panic attack mm-hmm. at, at mm-hmm. the school and snapped on her after Lexi just fucking pissed in a little eye bottle to yeah. help to help her to help her stay clean. Um, she pretty much just walks away from that situation feeling hurt and. Mm-hmm. Since then, we haven't really seen the apology or the makeup between uh, Rue and Lexi, but it looks like things have been a lot more comfortable since then, since now uh, Rue is a little bit more sober than she was in the last episode, (laughs) and she is currently at the carnival with her sister Gia and Lexi until they end up seeing Jules. So we get a little bit more screen time of Lexi. But to me, it's still nothing because, I mean, it's yeah. obvious that Rue would fall back on Lexi mm. when it's convenient, which, again, goes into Jules being her, you know, her coping mechanism yeah. for the drugs. And, mm. I mean, there's a cool scene where Lexi's like, kind of like, who's that? And Gia, Gia knows, obviously. Yeah. Gia basically says, I think Rue is in love with Jules. Yeah. And Lexi's like, what do you mean? She's like, I think she's in love with, with Jules. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're hugging. And uh, Lexi's like, hmm. And then goes into her phone. And I'm just like, it just feels as though. <laughs> Disappears. Like, yeah. Like, Lexi's the victim to me either of deleted scenes or oh. loose ends that just have not been tied yeah, up. Yeah. I feel like that, what you had just said as far as a cell phone, could end up being something that's a little bit more major. Because who knows what Lexi is sending to whomever now that she is seeing Jules and Rue um, end up apologizing to each other, mm-hmm. uh, stating, uh, well, asking each other if they're okay. Um, they'll forget about everything that had happened in the past week as far as the awkward kiss. Mm-hmm. And all of this conversation, Lexi is literally behind and <laughs> she is texting somebody, but we don't end up finding out who. So who knows what that ties into in these next few episodes? Well, I feel like it's too late for that. Like for me, honestly, like, now, like, let's say, like, in two episodes from now, we're five we episodes like, in. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah cool. it's just yeah, like, it's it, pretty much. like, we wait, like, episode, like, seven, and then we get her backstory or whatever. And it's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't, don't want to look at backstory. The chip levels a little wild. I don't want a Lexi backdrop. Yeah, I don't like A little bit more Lexi. She could stay the bit, like, she's like, like, third, like, 
third tier of like character on the show. Like I she, mean, she's essentially BB, you know, <laughs> just a hanger on, you know, like yeah. we, we essentially know mm-hmm. or, or Gia's friend that we see here. Yeah. Uh, just to touch a little bit more on Rue, she is looking after Gia for this episode. She ends up losing Gia in lieu of her and Jules seeing Cal. Which ends up being one of two very tense moments on this episode. How did you guys feel about the kind of like the reintroduction where it's like the, the love? What is it? A square at this point? Like in between Rue? <laughs> I couldn't even describe the fucking <laughs> trap of the it, it was a crazy tense scene. She sees Kyle. And she says, who is that guy? And Rue says, that is, that's Nate's dad. She says, that's the guy I fucked in the hotel. Rue's like, no uh, Rue fucking way. Fucking believe like, no, Rue <laughs> refuses to believe it at all. You fucked Doug Dimmadome, bro. <laughs> so uh, she goes up to the chili stand where uh, Cal is there. We are all at the edge of our seats at this moment. Bro, we shake it like oh, a stripper, bro. <laughs> and and, and, so and mind you, the OG Jules herself says, you don't fucking believe me? All right, bet. Watch it. <laughs> walks you, up, like you didn't have to do that. Walks up, asks for some chili, and Cal is just oh. Before we get to Cal, before we get to Cal, Aaron's face, Nate's <laughs> brother, Yep. when he sees this, it is very telling as to what he knows about his father. Mm-hmm. Super scary. He ha- he tries to hand her the chili, drops the chili, and we're everywhere. We we erupt <laughs> in the room like oh. As soon as as soon as the chili drops, it was like oh my god. The bitch came out. Yep. Oh for real. Remember all that toxic masculinity he was just telling me, Kay, and this dude mm-hmm. is bitching up. Yeah. Oh, he sees her he just at the sight of Jules. Turns into a coward. Yeah. Like in the next five minutes, but he was just. Doing his best mannequin challenge. Uh, <laughs> the chili. The most shaking. I'd say the most <laughs> ominous part of all of this is, you know, there's there's a humor aspect that we see from everybody that has watched from the beginning where uh, you see Cal completely hopeless mm. uh, in making sure that Jules doesn't say too much. But the most ominous part was Nate in the corner staring a whole completely at Jules because at this point. We still have not seen what we are expecting from last episode as far as Jules and Shy Guy 118. We have not seen any remnants of Shy Guy 118 as of yet. We just see Nate. And Nate is staring a hole into Jules as she is trying to have an order with uh, Nate's dad. And that ends up being okay once uh, Nate's mom steps into play and states that the $2 is going Which, toward... Which, like, yikes. I mean, yeah. poor her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She has no idea what's going on right now. Jules hands her the $2. <laughs> she gets her chili. I have no reason why his, her husband's shaking like that. <laughs> Jules, Jules walks off and feels completely bad about the, the entire thing. But in Aaron... Wait, w- before that, um, Rue sees Cal and then, like, instantly believes everything that Jules was telling her about, like, fucking yeah. just, like... Yeah, and dips off. No, no way that he's just gonna, like, he don't normally act like that. Mm. Cal sees her. Cal actually does yeah. see Jules. And then Jules is like, holy fuck, he saw me too. Yeah. Uh, but Aaron says, that he says, who is that? Nate says, that's Jules. He just moved here. And then Aaron says, oh, that's jailbait. <laughs> pretty loud. Pretty loud and convincing. Yeah, very too. loud. <laughs> Enough for Cal's ears Ear to perk up. And it was just like, what? Twenty-two, buddy. Now my question here is: If Aaron knows, is he complicit, or is he just so? I mean, obviously he is the as we as we know from episode two. He's the one that they've cast aside. He's yeah. not perfect. And he's also the older brother, so he's probably like he's probably used to this. Like he's probably seen it before. I I am very. <laughs> I hope not. I think Aaron could end up being again. 
another cipher as to what is going to happen in the, in the future episodes. And I yeah. think that's, we should be definitely paying attention to him. This is our really, really our first time seeing him in any capacity doing anything yeah. on the well, show. Like interacting with the family. So this leads up to a cat and mouse game, so to speak, where uh, at yeah. one point, uh, Rue does lose Gia and she's going to find Gia. Uh, in, in between that, Jules is looking for Gia as well. Yep. Cal is trying to go to the bathroom and the bathroom. The bathroom. That ain't gonna go throw up. So uh Cal does eventually end up beating up with Jules as she's trying to find uh Gia and Rue. And we get essentially a coward. He's up he's begging her off. Um in a in a lot of ways, <clears throat> yes, Cal is a coward, but he is the atypical right wing, super masculine, mm-hmm. white cis guy that has always followed Jules her whole life. Uh, mm-hmm. We see the type of men that she's hung out with. They may be weird. They may be rough, aggressive, yeah. odd. He's every one of them packed into one. Yeah. I'd say the only crime that Cal has is that like he's literally, he's like, he's fucking kids, you know, like yeah. he's essentially a, a, a big ass punk, you know, like big pedophile, huge, huge pedophile here. But he's like, you know, like you could ruin my life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. th- there's a different energy with Cal than what we see with Nate. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a, in, you know, a couple of minutes. But he basically says, you know, you could ruin my life. And I do not want that to happen. Please beg. You know, I'm begging you. Please don't mm-hmm. tell anyone. And Jules said, you know, I had no intention of ever yeah, ruining your yeah, life. Yeah, ain't even like that, playboy. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really noble of Jules not knowing, you know, before she finds out what she finds out later on in the episode to do that. But, you know, we kind of we kind of had a sigh of relief when we saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you are a sex worker, I'm sure you're familiar with like doing the blackmailing stuff. And it's just like he did. That was not part of the contract. He just wanted to smash. And then like when it came to the point where, you know, he can go to prison. Yeah. It was just like, ooh, like. Please. She lied about her age, though, right? Yeah, she did. definitely she said did, she was she, twenty-two. She did, did, say, did say she was twenty-two, but it's just once. like you're, he's like, no matter the situation, he's fucked. Like, yeah. you can't use that in court. Be like, well, she said she exactly. was this. Exactly. Yeah. exactly, it's not going to hold up at all. But I feel like one thing that I feel like Jules was very um, uh, important with is the fact that Cal saw the look in Rue's eyes and knew that something was being spread. So mm-hmm. Jules cut that off immediately and said. Rue does not have the intention of doing so. I do not have the intention of doing so. Yeah, just to make sure that that um, does not go overboard. Yeah. And I feel like after, you know, the ending of the episode or the big stinger, it's just like it might actually have to come into play. Yeah. Um, back to Rue. She does end up finding Gia. Her mom does call and say, I need her back home. Really heartbreaking scene. You don't get a yeah. lot of Rue this episode, but what you do get is some enlightening stuff. A lot of enlightening things. I wouldn't even say it's really heartbreaking. It's enlightening because Rue sees the sins, the sins of the sister, so to speak. Yeah. The everything that she's done has imparted upon her sister. And we asked this question, I think, the first episode, like, how is this going to affect Gia? She's seen it, mm-hmm. and now we see how yeah. it has affected her. And then uh, Ali calling her out, like, I wonder what that does to, to your sister, your, yeah, yeah. your thirteen-year-old sister, calls her seeing you OD. So she's with the twins who are like they're like the Loki of this fucking yeah. show. Like the shit out the motherfuckers now. Troy and Roy For- being the jits that are just in, <laughs> in all the trouble, talking all the bullshit. Throw that nigga through a wall, bro. I hate that motherfucker. Uh, she finds Gia smoking weed. Yeah. Which of course uh, Innocent. to a lot of people, I mean but a lot of people say it's a gateway. And oh, yeah. you know how those guys get down. They get down with anything. Uh, and they, they basically, you know, Gia's high. She's, you know, having fun. She's like, get away from me, mom. Yeah, yeah. And you get to see Rue on the other side of the, of the coin looking at herself. Looking at herself in the mirror, so to speak, a couple years, three, four years earlier. Right. 
Um, and you know, the, 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 uh, the twins are basically saying, I wouldn't be taking any advice from her. Like yeah. she OD, like what the fuck are you saying? Exactly. I thought, I thought Rue was going to swing. I thought Rue was going to swing, but she kept things, um, calm. very yeah, calm very because she knew the danger of Gia being exposed to that lifestyle at that age thankfully it isn't anything as hard as what rue is going on as right now but she knows that this could end up being the start of a whole lot of stuff after everything that she has seen previously from rue's experience so with all of that completely stays stone-faced um and when the trigger word for trigger word for Gia was overdose. Exactly. Yeah. Once Troy or Roy, I forgot which which one of the two it is, but um, once oh. they brought up the overdose, all, all the laughing and all yeah, the the, like, the high the high just completely shut down. And that was like serious shit. Like mm-hmm. relax. And I I love you know the conversation they had like what are you going to tell mom? She's like I don't know what I'm going to tell her yet. And I love that she stuck up for her. But again, Rue is seeing even but like I know we love the Rue the Ruth plot line like yeah. but this is. Clearly a tragic plot line. Yeah. Where it's like Rue isn't seeing the forest for the trees here. But she has a chance to see a growth with her sister where she needs to be paying attention to at this point instead of Jules. And I think that there are two paths that she could go here for to yeah. get clean. She could look at her sister or she could look at Jules and we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But uh let's talk about Nate. Yeah, the green war. Fuck, fuck this nigga, man. Fuck this nigga, man. Is there's a fuck? Is it? Can I make a fuck this nigga, man? Award. <laughs> Kill this man. This uh, is this is a one hundred. This is the guaranteed greenest man or woman on the show. MVP bro. this past week. Um, I think he's full fledged villain here. Yes. Oh um, yeah. They they. <laughs> I keep saying I've been telling Mark, you know, this like outside of of the show, like through through text. I'm like, there is no way. This guy can survive this show. He cannot survive this show. Uh, but you say that, and I thought it was going to be like a striking vipers kind of situation, where it's like his latent, like you know, homosexuality is like in there, and he's like finding that out. It is jewels. there. Yeah, it, it, like it's there, but it's just like, oh, this is coming out in a very villainous way. Like it's not yeah. coming out as pure as you know the dudes in striking vipers. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Jules is online. Uh, <laughs> wants to play striking viper. Please God, no. So we brought up Maddie earlier. Uh, this is more of a uh, Nate and Maddie intersecting story yep. for the episode. Um, Maddie does end up uh, after she leaves Cassie and they go their separate ways. She does end up seeing Nate, and uh, she's basically like, you know what? Fuck Nate's family. Mm-hmm. She walks up and says, "I'm not really supposed to be here, but I'm Nate's girlfriend, and I want to basically say fuck all y'all." Not chilly on and then her mom's like what's wrong with you and she's like basically calls nate's mom a cunt yeah and uh this sends nate into fucking overdrive another spiral we know what nate is capable of and these people on this show do not and that's what brings another level of tension here i think maddie not knowing it is is fucking insane i don't know i don't know if that's just the youth i don't know if she knows it now yeah exactly but because every time that I see Maddie just completely send Nate off into a fucking whirlwind and she's just, ha, 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 what are you going to do about it? I'm just like, yo, do you it's, know what's about to happen right now? It's terrifying, especially after the last episode. They're meant where, for each other. I mean, where he just like beat the shit out of dude, possibly raped him. And it was just like, the, like this man is because like, of Maddie. Ter- yeah. terrifying. Because of Maddie. Uh, he drags her to behind some of some of the trailers in the uh, carnival, slaps her mm. and strangles her and says, I'm done with you. Maddie basically says, but I got one more question for you. 
What about the Nate Pitts podcast? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you gay? <laughs> exactly. Hey, yo, Charlamagne, we live. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, all of the rage and the anger uh-huh. that was just going through Nate suddenly now becomes a tamed beast, a calm <laughs> beast, because he has to like his daddy. describe um, every emotion that he has felt since receiving those photos. I mean, obviously, he's not going to go into detail about where those photos come from but he essentially tells maddie that he has been going through a lot of shit as of right now there's been a lot of uh, questions that he has an emotion that he has about himself and from that you get um a little bit of a nurturing scene between nate and maddie once he apologizes it's fake nurturing nurturing numerous times He said he's going through a lot of shit right now, but it's like Maddie is clearly seeing through the bullshit. She's like, nobody goes through that much shit. It may not look like it. It's like it's like, but it's going through a lot of dick pics right now. Exactly. Go through a lot of like setting up blackmail. Like I'm so he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Numerous times, I'm sorry, and just consoles into her arms. And uh, from that, you see Maddie staring off because. I thought she was going to do like a weird, like menacing, like, you know, like grin, but it was just like, she's like genuinely Very subdued. She waited until, and I love this shot. Uh, There are really, I mean, let's talk about the shots in this episode. I mean, the shot of Rue with the fireworks, um, the shot of, in the end of the episode with with Jules and Tyler, uh, Tyler Nate. Um, this episode, this shot particular kind of struck me because, I mean, even the end shot was cool too, but where Maddie walks into her house. Walks past her parents and I laugh. I chuckled at her parents because like we don't ever see Maddie's parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they leaned out, they leaned out, watching TV. And like, All right, whatever. I'm very interested in, in that dynamic. Did he, did he even say hi to them? Yeah, that, which is very worrying. Very interested in that dynamic. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, goes upstairs and I said she sees a scar. Uh, yep. She sees a bruise. Mm-hmm. She she touches the bruise, Can't makes a face, out. and it's a dark. And, and dark it's, it's, it's it's like bleeding a bit too, yeah. just a little bit. And I was like, it is it's a wrap. over for this man. <laughs> it's a wrap. I get it. <laughs> I love that. And, and it was also juxtaposed with Cassie also getting home. With Cassie kind of looking up and, you know, hope, you know, basically she has no hope. Yeah. You know, she's essentially yeah. a scarlet Cassie's letter. completely broken. Yeah. Um, the relationship with McKay has now gone completely it's down. Yeah. And I hope they don't get back together. Now Maddie is empowered. She is empowered. Not the way Cassie or, or the way Cat is. Maddie's empowered because she's like, you know what? You're going to embarrass me. I'm going to give it back to you 10 times. Exactly. Uh, which leads us to the last final uh, part of the episode with we were all kind of worried about, you know, since last week, we said, you know, it's going to we don't even know if we're going to survive this. And fucking HBO made it so shivering. much worse with the <laughs> with the the menacing, the ominous music. Yeah. And just the 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 type of way that they shot this just made this. A whole lot more worrisome. Even even with this great shot of Jules on her bike riding through mm-hmm. to get there again. Where the great fuck shot. is she? <laughs> where is she in the city? Now, now, Mark, now, Florida, baby. Mark, you've been you've been here. You've been to L.A. proper. You have not seen no shit. I haven't seen a back way like that. I haven't seen a back way like that. Yet. I haven't seen a back way like that yet. It's no, like it, it looked fucking confusing here, uh, but whatever. That this neither here nor there. I get it. Location scouts. I get it. Uh, she essentially is here to meet up uh, with Tyler slash shy guy slash Nate. He he texts her right before after everything's found and, and Gia gets found. Rue is on her way home. Yeah. Uh, goes over to meet him. She sees Nate immediately disgusted. Yeah. Which is understandable. This man has been lying to her for upwards of at least a month to three weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. She backs away. She's like, no, like Nate basically gives her the whole spiel. 
you know, he says in the last three weeks, you've known me more than anyone else has. And I do believe that he's telling the truth. There's some truth. Yeah. There's some truth to that. But essentially said, you know, do you think that his turn happened because she turned him away? Or did the turn happen because he was always going to do that? He was always going to turn on her in this situation. That's something that I feel like is a question that could 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 be debated very well. Because we have been very worried about the intents of Nate ever since he became Shy Guy 118. Yeah. We said, Jules, we are very worried for you just due to the fact that Nate could be completely dangerous in this scenario and take it there if he really wanted to, because as we learned in episode three, their meeting that they are going to do is completely away from everybody that's after the carnival and is much later in the night where they are going to be a lot more private mm-hmm. compared to the other uh, public instances that we have seen throughout the rest of the episode. Or it could end up being something where uh, Nate has seen the trials and tribulations of his dad, has went through his own struggles of how he identifies himself, and maybe this ends up being a genuine uh, interest in jewels in general. Actually, you know what? Scratch that question because I just forgot one single important point. This scene is juxtaposed with Cal going home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, going to his room and finding those tapes. Grab, grab the tape. Oh, there no, was no turn the tape. Yeah, there was no there was no sincerity here. His, he, I think that he's probably jealous that his dad got to Jules first before he did. Oh, before yeah. he did. That's fucking sick. <laughs> because um, when Rude talked about. Uh, his type mm-hmm. in a couple episodes back, probably like uh, episode, episode two. two. Episode two. Yeah, it was just like Maddie oh, was yeah. a virgin, and he really liked that about her. Mm-hmm. And now that he sees that Jules is not like his type, and his well. father got her. Before Fuck that he... question I just asked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, he was absolutely going there to attempt to ruin her, and that's disgusting, <sighs> evil. <Fucking bad. laughs> uh, so he basically comes out and he does the the Vince McMahon takes the cloak off. It was me, yeah. Jules. <laughs> And uh, essentially says, you know what? You know, you're broken inside, just like, you know, I figured. And I I was was, was pretty pissed at that line. The the weirdest super villain like speech after he kisses her. Yeah. And And I was just like, I mean, which, I mean, again, conflicting emotions for Jules at this point as well, because I mean, this could be someone who could definitely hurt her. She's seen what he could do in person. Yeah. Yeah. She knows what type of guy he is. And he says, you know, I, you know, you're broken inside, which is why I can't trust you. She, they both say, we don't, we don't fuck, I don't fuck with you. I don't care about what yeah. else, whatever went on. Like, 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 she hit him with the, with the fucking Quavo, fuck that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. As, as she should, really. And uh, he essentially says, uh, you have been sending me child pornography uh, for the past couple of weeks. And in California, yes, our child pornography laws are fucking, they Dead to rights. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Doesn't matter how old you are. How you did it. How you, when did, you it, did it. When you did it. As long as you yeah. have it, it's there. He not only had nice. So now Nate has the power of the tapes in his possession. He has all the, the photos. All the photos that she sent to him. Every single thing. She uh, Jules does say, I can tell everyone. He's like, well, even if you do, you're a sex offender. And you have to go on the sex offender list. You can't get a job. You're done. Your whole life yeah. is over with. Don't ruin my life. And I won't have a reason to ruin yours. And she, and then Jules, it was like, didn't have the intentions to, why are you doing this? And essentially, and and again, I think it's very telling and I think it's really uh, harrowing the the way the show tackles, um, you know, transgender people where it's like, you know, like people look at them automatically as someone who wants to ruin them. 
And yeah. it's like, they're just trying to mind their business. Like they know how hard it is. And it's like, look at how, you know, she has to share this relationship. Like she has to, she's treated as a secret by everyone. Yeah. She's yeah. treated as a secret. She has, she cannot have a regular relationship. And we see this and we see why she can have a regular relationship because people like Nate, uh, she, you know, Jules fights back in a, in a scene that I thought was more telling than, than what, uh, you know, what we see at first, where she basically says, I think you're a effing F. Yeah. Like your daddy. <laughs> and he grabs her by the hair. But I think that she did that to see if he was about it, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah pretty, pretty much looks up at him, not really with much fear, but... Mm-hmm. Nate likes her. Yeah. Nate likes her, and he's not going to hurt her. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> he, he likes her, and he's not going to hurt her, but he also wants to ruin... Like, it's very... Very complex relationship between... Very psychopathic, villainous, just... I'm I'm worried. Yeah, for Jules. It, like no matter what happens here, um, Jules does go uh, back to Rue's house, and again, and, and you know, as sweet as the scene was, uh, and I can say this after I, we talk about it, she goes to Rue's house, and they finally share their first mutual kiss, which means that their relationship is Ooh. on. Really cool scene. I'm concerned about this relationship because at this point, yeah. to me, Jules is using Rue as a conduit for her relationship issues. Yeah. And Rue is, Ru is using Jules as a muse, essentially, to get her off of drugs. Yeah. I don't see this ending which is, well. Which is just like, is it a bad thing? But it's like, hell yes. Yeah, it's a bad thing. <laughs> like, it's awful. But it's hell like, yes. You know, it's still the thing is just like, all right, uh, Rue's off drugs and Jules isn't doing the crazy shit. Yeah. You know? But it's just like, this is still bad. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's very bad because essentially what Jules should have done is tell Rue what was going on. Yeah, and we're in a curtain of lies at this point, where it's like Jules isn't being physically truthful with her, as far as like you know, this is what's going on with Nate, mm-hmm. and Rue is being emotionally, un, you know, untru- untrustworthy with her by saying, you know, I see, you know, I see the relationship as something that comes as a result of my addiction because you are an addiction to me, and the episode ends there. Yep, episode uh, four. It was it, it was it was a very nice ending, but just the shock of everything that had came to a point before Jules knocked on Bruce's window and said, "Please let me in." Um, <laughs> Marcus, I, 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 I'm, I'm really just trying to picture how episode five and going forward is now going to paint out because we get a little bit of a preview of it uh, after episode four like they usually do after each episode of euphoria and this could end up being fucking insane i'm terrified <laughs> well, I mean, well you add maddie into the mix now that we know like not even speaking about the the preview uh just like let's, let's just act like we haven't even seen it like just in the mix already maddie in the mix already makes it messy as fuck yes yeah. because she has a very so visible much. assault mark <laughs> On the side of her neck. I'm assuming class is going to be pretty soon. She shows up with that fucking class is tomorrow, buddy. ring on her neck. Um, some people are going to be pretty curious unless she finds a way to mask all of it if she really wants Pretty to tough. but maddie is not the mask it all with makeup and go home type yeah, of person in my opinion yeah um one thing we do see next episode and, and again I, I tweeted this we're in the end game here we got three <laughs> episodes left yep. of the show um <sighs> we tomorrow or, or next week we get the maddie backstory which we i don't think i, I didn't expect to see that or get that at all i wasn't expecting maddie but a maddie's going to be a huge part of the show yeah um going forward um, before we even just do a wrap up, who would you guys want to see a background on other than 
um, other than who, what we've gotten. I mean, we've got Nate, we've got Kat, we've got Rue, we've gotten now uh, Jules, and we're going to get Maddie. Like, who would you like to see a backstory of? For me, it's the girl in the last episode with Kat um, where she was like, uh, I think it was like the Bitcoin thing, and she was just like laughing. Mm. Whoever the hell that person was was just like, what are you laughing at? Yeah. Like, who is she? <laughs> BB? You talking about BB? Is that BB? Yeah. No, it wasn't BB because she wasn't vaping. It was just like there's just like another girl that was in that room. Like, uh, well, there's Kat, there's Maddie, there's Cassie, Cassie, Lexi, there's Lexi, BB, there's BB. I'm not sure if it's BB though, but I want to see what's up with BB. Like, if if it is BB, it's like, probably BB. Like, is there gonna be a BB backstory? Do we need a BB backstory? Well, I just want. I, I'm not. I probably have to watch it back. I'm not. I'm not sure who the hell that was. I mean, who, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what BB ends up ends, ends up being in I, that in that regard? I love to see a. I know it's controversial. I would love to see a cow backstory. Oh yeah, for sure. Cow would be pretty pretty interesting to I, see. I feel like that. I feel like that could go pretty deep, and of course, that ties much more into a story about uh, Nate, and of course, digging more into Nate's family as well. Um, but that could answer a lot of questions because Nate is uh, after this past episode. Nate mm-hmm. is going to be a very large focal point mm-hmm. um, for the remainder of this season. For those who want to see what happens to him, and those who want to see his ultimate demise as much as we do. <laughs> Everybody, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, or McKay would be good too. McKay, 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 McKay would be fun. No, I feel like I feel fun. like McKay would be. I, I, I'm fun not gonna over write over it. We're not gonna write over it. We're not gonna write off McKay, man. Oh, we're not gonna write off. I mean, no, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking for now. He, he, he just fumbled a bag in the 99 yard line, but <laughs> yeah, it, uh, but yeah. I mean, essentially, this episode is everything that I, I wanted from this show. Um, I again, it took me from like eh, I wasn't in love with it, but I'll watch it to like okay, I'm I'm all in on what's going to happen next week. Like yeah. I, I'm definitely all in on this. I think it, it was very tight writing here. I thought the script was, was really, really good this episode. Wait, can I change my answer for the backstory thing? <laughs> what is it, Cyrus? Ali. I want to know more That'd about That'd be him. interesting. No. But I mean, what, we got to be the kids, man. Well, I said cow. I didn't say cow. I'd like a Gia backstory, but of course, so you're, you're talking about a child who is only 13 years old. I'm sure there's only so much backstory that you can provide in that. And we've yeah. already seen a lot of yeah. what Gia has seen just off Rue's uh, descriptions. Well, uh, we could possibly get like... Um, like how she was living life or just like how she was roaming around town while uh, Rue was in rehab. Yeah, that is true. true. That is true. true. And, and how Maybe she even like got that. in with, I mean, she, we, got, she, we didn't even know Gia had friends. I didn't know she was Until this episode. But I, again, like I think the show's strength is really, um, again, it, it's, it's secondary cast. I mean, a lot of this episode was based around Maddie, who at this point was secondary. Cassie, who was secondary. Yeah. McKay, Kat. Everyone brought this episode home for me, uh, you know, this week. And I, I got to say, like, I, I'm very, very interested in uh, what happens next week and, and in the next two weeks. But, Mark, I mean, you got to you gotta give out an award uh, this episode. <laughs> uh, but I think we already know. I, I think we know who number one is. But you got to tell me where Kat is. Uh, on on this ranking for the Green Award, Cat. <laughs> you why are you trying Cat? Like Cat, Cat is <laughs> she <number>. overreacted? Uh, <laughs> yes, but is that green? Is that green? Uh, well, yes. it, it could be lime green. <laughs> it could Jeff be. said it's lime. Yeah, green. it's, not, it's not a full no. green. No, it's that, not a full. I'll give. I'll, I'll, I'll give. I, I understand. <laughs> that, you know, she saw and it threw you. It threw her off. Yeah, but she should have. You also used common sense. Yeah, it's not all what and she then, thought. And right, then she right. like fucks the dude after. Raw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, yeah, who, 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 knows, who knows who knows who knows what cover that? 
Who knows what's gonna come? No lead late. This is HBO, man. Everybody fucks with no rubbers, man. What are you talking about? The only late scene was on Cat's body, bro. <laughs> I'll give. I'll give her five. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five out of what? No, she's the fifth greenest. She's the fifth greenest. Fifth greenest. Uh, I've got. I've got. I've got. Five cat. I've got cat at five. Okay. Okay. I've got McKay. McKay at four. Okay. Three. <laughs> Let me think about three. Two is Maddie. <laughs> One guaranteed Nate. Not a single guaranteed Nate. The twins. Um, the twins not great. The twins, I, don't, I don't even want to give Troy and Roy that ring. Here's my thing about twins. They're, they're a plot contrivance. Like they're just there okay. to move forward a plot. Like I don't even take them seriously. But they're for sure like all the shit that they were saying to Rue. For sure, like five. It, top ten. Top ten green. Oh, I don't know. I, Rue's pretty green. Not in this episode though. Uh, was Rue green this episode? If uh, she would have interacted with Fez and apologized or like said something, like if they interacted. It probably could have landed her on the list, but yeah. nah. Rue's great. Rue's green because you know why? Rue will always have have a spot on the green awards to me because Rue is still not honest with. She's not telling the truth. Yeah, she's not okay. honest okay. with everyone. Yeah. She's she like she she's essentially stumbled into this Jules relationship out of Jules's vulnerability at the time. And it's her not vulnerability because, as well. Exactly. Like it's not because you know they're friends because they're both facing something you know a, a a force larger than them. That's to me not really like love. Like it's puppy love. So okay. you know what? Let's move. Yeah. Let's move McKay up to three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's do Cat at four. Okay. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> really? Let's do that. I'm fucking with that. Let's do Cat at four. Five. <laughs> This week, do I want she to did good as far as not doing drugs. That's the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum. Being sober, yeah. the bar is on the floor. Bar on the floor at Rue. Ah, who's fifth, <laughs> who's fifth greenest this week? Um, Rue is. Th- I, I would say Rue is third greenest to me because I, I think that at the moment, actually, Jules slash Rue is green because like they're both lying at this point. They're both lying. I don't think Jules is even going to tell Rue next episode what happened. Yeah. All right, you know what lands her will probably land her at five is her talk with um, Ali. Like she is our narrator, but she did tell us previous a uh, couple episodes ago she's that a liar. She, she's not a reliable narrator, and we clearly see that when she's talking to Ali, where she doesn't tell him about her stealing the drugs from her counter mm-hmm. and then doing it because mm-hmm. she was dead ass just bored. Mm-hmm. And then she kisses her and then, you know, expects something like ruins that relationship. Di- like just the friends dynamic between them, making it something more. So that was always green. Rue's always green. That might right, so let's drop cat back to five. <laughs> okay. Let's drop cat back to five. Rue at four. Okay. Mixed with jewels. Yeah, Rue Jules is definitely they're both yeah. rules is four. <laughs> Deadly boy is rules. <laughs> yeah, rules is four. Okay. Oh, cat, cat, cat back to five. Uh is that the shit name? Uh, rules. Our uh they, they don't, folks. Because they don't got no fucking rules in their relationship. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say the opposite. It's gotta be rule, because the other one don't sound right. <laughs> Jew? <laughs> Jew? <laughs> Shout out to Eric. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even think about the last <laughs> But um that is uh this episode of Overly Medicated. Uh this it really it brings to an end the RNC <laughs> weekend that was. I wanna thank Mark Ooh. for coming out of your mic host, you'll be back next week. I wanna thank Cyrus for guesting. I wanna thank Jeff for guesting. Thanks, Cliff, for not getting irritated yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> 
<laughs> you just said that you've seen irritating me before. You didn't want it. I said you did. You did it. Again. <laughs> I, I, I just lashed out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He got irritated. <laughs> Last year, now he got irritated to me saying I wasn't irritated. How crazy is that? Oh, um, but as always, follow us at RNC Radio Live. We have all of the recent and greatest, latest, greatest shows here. Uh, the Lookout is coming back, right, Jeff? Yes. Yes. Mount Silver Podcast is coming this week. Episode so two, baby. That's coming this week with uh, with Jeff Meals and Pafif Pat. Uh, we also have the Cable Box coming this this week with I believe should be a stellar episode of Big Little Lies that I have to go watch like as soon as possible. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also the A Show, and uh, you have the Call Up with MJ. You also have Spot Calls with myself and Cyrus. All of that is coming up uh, for you in the month of July. Also, RNC Radio Podcast is coming this month. I actually have to hit up Josh about that, too. But uh, for everyone at RNC, this was a tremendous fucking weekend. I love all of my brothers here. Um, If you listen to this show, thank you so, so much. We'll be back with Overly Medicated next week. Until next time, see you later. Peace. Woo!